the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. I said, this looks like Welcome to The Sean Thompson so Show. Just follow me, I'm John Anthony, host of Black and White Radio, heard every Saturday from 4 to 7 p.m. Again, I want to thank uh, Mr. Sean Thompson for allowing me to sit in on yesterday and today. It's uh, truly an honor, Sean, that you, again, trust me uh, with this show because I know you don't trust a lot of people with your radio show. And again, today, I'll, I, I'm, I'm not going to promise, but I'll do my best not to break the show. And um, I'll do my best. That's all, I can, that's all I can promise you, Sean. So hopefully he calls in today. Uh, joined in studio by the troublemaker. Troublemaker, you want to make some trouble today? You know I am. I think I I think uh, we made a little trouble yesterday. The first hour we were a little loud, <laughs> angry, and sounded angry. Mm-hmm. I, I was told by somebody, "Oh, you sound so angry yesterday in the first hour," but then you calmed down. I said because Valon, the troublemaker, uh, created that anger in me. No, no. So no. I, what? What? It was the politicians that no. created that anger. It was you. You brought it up. Yeah, I did bring it up. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I really do think we're going to have a good show today. Uh, we're going to bring in Alderman Ray Lopez um, to talk about the Chicago migrant crisis. Um, also, as you guys know, Brandon, the mayor, has defended himself um, with this so-called secret tent city deal. So we're going to talk about that. And I also want to talk about the um, superintendent has um, uh, Alderman Lopez got a chance to meet him and what does he think about him? Because I would love to one day interview the new superintendent because I want to know what his vision is. Mm. I want to know, is is he going to be another David Brown as mm. far as will, because Lori Lightfoot, Mayor Lori Lightfoot controlled the narrative with, with David Brown. Because uh, David Brown was actually a, a decent chief in Houston. Well, he got he a lot decent. of publicity yeah. in Houston for what yeah. he did. Remember the shooting? Yeah. The, the shooting of the what? The, five, the, six the, the, it was like cops. nine officers got shot. Uh, four or five died, and yeah. that's when he used he he cornered him and used that robotic, that robot, and yeah. and blew him up. Right, yeah. right. So I I I really I I really would I think I think people want to know who is this guy, who is he? And I know you know one thing about Ray Lopez is he's going to tell you the truth, even if you disagree with it, even if you don't like that what he what he has to say, he's going to speak the truth. I've had the opportunity to to interview with him uh, on the morning show, well, inter- interview him on the morning show with Amy Jacobson. So. We'll see, right? Yeah. We'll see how that goes. And then uh, we're going to actually, as you know, we interviewed the Heritage Foundation uh, Executive Vice President yesterday. Um, not to toot our horn, Valon, but we were told by Carlene that we did a heck of a job on that interview that they wanted to come back again today. Oh, cool. The actual, one of the co-authors, Zach Smith, of the uh, Fighting for 
they're going to be having an event, Fighting for Illinois Future, taking on role prosecutors. Um, it's going to be with Cully Stimson and Zach Smith at the Gibsons uh, on Monday. Gibson's in Rosemont. Um, so I, I told you, I think we should go to that that, that event. What, I would really love to. What time does it start? Uh, I, I have to look. It's behind me, so I can't reach it right now, I believe. Okay. It starts at 4.30. starts at 4.30 p.m. We'll be here. Uh, but afterwards, you can go hang out. Over, hey, it's Gibson's, bro. Yeah. Hey, I actually want to get this book. Uh, if, even if even if we want, we're not able to make it, I definitely want to get the book. Okay. Um, so they're the, they're the authors of the book, Road Prosecutors, How Radical Soros Lawyers Are Destroying America's Communities. And then I'm really excited about our last guest, Falan, in the, in the third hour, um, Jack Maxwell. He's the host of a new renovation TV series, American Homecoming, where they surprise uh, veterans with a home, with what they call worthy of a hero. So their um, their premiere episode is uh, AmericanHomecoming.tv. Oh, cool. So that's coming up. And I, I can't wait to have that that conversation. But, Valon, um, while we slept last night... Um, <laughs> I, here, here, listen, I was listening to Charlie Kirk on the way in, and, and I actually was, as I was, as I was listening, watching this audio clip that I'm, I'm getting ready to play, I said to myself, this is the Justice Department's uh, hammer to say, hey, senators, we know everything about you, and we can take out any one of you, and we can show you that we have the power to take you guys out. In the, in, in the name of Senator Bob Menendez from New Jersey. Listen to this. We do have breaking news that will have ripple effects CBS in too. Washington and beyond. New Jersey Democratic Senator Bob Menendez, who is the chair of the House Foreign Relations Committee, Senate Foreign, Foreign, Foreign Relations, Relations Committee. Committee, he's being charged with corruption-related charges for the second time in 10 years. He was charged, indicted before, and there was a hung jury, and now he's being charged again for something completely different. Let's get right to Kara Scannell for the details on this. Kara, what are you learning? Yeah, Don, so the U.S. Attorney's Office here in Lower Manhattan has announced that they have brought bribery charges against Senator Menendez and his wife. Now, according to the prosecutor's office, that they allege that Menendez's wife had received hundreds of thousands of dollars in bribes that they had done then used to help three New Jersey businessmen and the government of Egypt. This investigation has been going on for several years, and sources have told CNN that they have sent out rings of subpoenas to people seeking information about some of these businessmen and these relationships. Now, one of the businessmen is someone who has known Menendez's wife for a long time. Uh, he is someone that had obtained the exclusive right to export and certify halal meat to Egypt. That has been a focus of this investigation. And another one of the businessmen is a New Jersey developer. And prosecutors were asking questions about him, his communications with the senator and his wife. So as you said, though, this is the second time in 10 years that Senator Senator Menendez has been charged with bribery and corruption. Dude, you, you can't make this stuff up. But listen, they found $480,000 in cash. Uh, some of it was stuffed in envelopes and hiding in clothing, as well as $70,000 uh, in uh, Nadine, I guess that's his wife, safe deposit box. They found over $100,000 worth of gold bars, bro. And they, and they were using a halal company to do this and sharing stuff with Egypt. You go. You said gold bars. Gold bars. You know it's illegal to, to Dude, possess. Look, 
See that? Gold bars. Now, that's <laughs> illegal to possess by any citizen. You can't possess you real think gold they bars. Care? Huh? You think they care? Wow. You, 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 you think this, these, these, these corrupt senators really care? Do you really think that, Vilan? No. I mean, Vilan, 10 years ago, this, this is something that happened to you, and then you're going to do the exact same thing 10 years later? Well, he thinks the law doesn't apply to him. Now, I also was listening to Charlie Kirk on the way in, and uh, I got a different take on it. You know, they're trying to make him out to be some Mike Madigan type where he knows where all the bodies are buried and he's like one of the most powerful people in the Senate. I don't quite buy that. You know, I think this is the Justice Department's way of saying we're fair and balanced. Right. We went after Hunter. We're going after right. Trump. Now we're going after this powerful, quote unquote, senator. Well, he's not. Pow- he lost power. I mean, because remember, he well, he's the head of the back then, though. Remember, he um, um, he resigned from all of his committees. I know. Um, oh yeah, he's but the, he's the head of a foreign relations, the foreign relations yeah, now, yeah. so he he's still powerful, yeah. but not the most powerful the way they're trying to turn, make him out to be. Yeah, so I don't know, I don't know, I don't. But listen, if if it's, this is also a way of Merrick Garland and his DOJ to say, ha ha, see, we're not just after Trump, we go after Democrats too. Did you listen to his press? Uh, <laughs> did you listen to Merrick Garland when he was being uh, questioned by the senators? And he he pushed back on the senators and said, "We won't let any outside uh, uh, influences bully us. Yeah, any anybody bu- uh, bully us. That's but, what he but, said. But you don't think you don't think he had a conversation or discussion? Uh, well, well, again, like I said, like I always say, though, he probably didn't have this conversation with Joe Biden because that's why he's there. Right. See what what happened. What people. This is what people don't understand. And Republicans, if they could ever get this." in their heads about how these Democrats move and how they operate. If, if Mayor Garland was put there, Mayorkas was put there because they didn't have to have conversations with the president or anybody else because they were put there because he knew that they would carry out because then they, the president can say, oh, plausible deniability. I had no idea any of the, any that they were doing any of this. And Mayorkas and, and Garland, they put people underneath them right. who know who the, he knows they know they, who is they, they know that they'll do whatever needs to be done so that, again, there's no... And that's why he can say, well, to, I, not to my recollection, I, I don't recollect having that conversation right. uh, with anybody in the FBI. Mm-hmm. You know you had... You, uh, come on, Vilan. Well, both sides do it. I mean, Trump, Republicans don't do it, bro. D- d- they stupid. tried to do it, but he didn't know that, that guess Jeff Sessions was going to flake out. But they end up putting a person, the cleanup man, in office, in place... That, Don't yeah. say Barr. I, yeah. Barr's not a... Barr. Barr, Barr's he was the, He's been the cleanup man all the way since Bush. He yeah. cleans up the problems. He yeah. does. But he's not... He wasn't Trump's cleanup man. He cleaned up a lot of stuff for no. Trump. Trump just... No. Trump just wanted to tell him what to do, and he he didn't want to yeah. do it the way he wanted but that, but to do it. But see, again, see, that's my point. Yeah. That's my point. Trump was never able to appoint those people who would just go out and, 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 and do the job that he wanted to be done. You know? I'm sorry, man. If... if any and everybody in those three-letter agencies that can be fired, I fire them all. Yeah, day one as president, I'm anybody that that can be fired, they're gone. I'm That's cleaning true. complete. Well, he knows house now. Of them all. He knows now. Yeah, he knows now. He didn't know then. He knows now that he had to go a little deeper. You, you didn't hear Trump talk. He's yeah. making speeches. Uh, he said, "I didn't know I had to." He didn't. I didn't know I had to go that deep. Now yeah. I know. I got to deep. I got to clean it all out this Dude, time. I, I like Charlie Carr calls him the fourth um, uh, branch of the uh, of, of the government, and they are. Yeah. Dude, and remember Chuck Schumer? 
Don't mess with the intelligence community. He said it. They'll mess you every which way to Sunday. But Joe Biden said it too. Yeah, because they know. Yeah. They know. This yeah. is this is how they push their agendas yeah. through this 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 administrative state. That's how they do it. That's how they've done it for years. Republicans, they're too more they they stay on the moral high ground while we're losing our or losing our country. They'd rather you know have these arguments. Oh no, Mitt Rom the Mitt Romneys of the world. You know what I mean? The so-called call themselves statesmen. No, John McCain turn, turning down the thumb, knowing that what he was doing. You mean those war hero types? Oh, see, don't get me in trouble. See, now you're really trying to call wait, trouble because now you're trying to imply you what just Trump, said something about Donald, war hero. <laughs> earlier. But you're trying to bring up what Donald Trump said. Yeah, I'm trying to bring up Donald Trump. How you I don't like hero. those type oh, of war heroes. On. Hey, he served. I, I didn't. Hey, he served. I, I salute you mean him. You the type to get captured? Vlads, oh, dude, why are you causing so much trouble? <laughs> I guess you're living up to your name, right? I have to. You shouldn't have named me that. I really don't like you, brother, right now. You know what? You got to go. <laughs> I'll sit here and do the show all by myself. <laughs> Oh man, the phone lines are blowing up really quickly. Oh, they want to talk about some of this politics, man. I, they do. Um, we got to go to break, guys. So, um, Vilan, don't do me like that. All right, all right, all right, all right. Don't do me like but that. But I got something man. to ask Ray Lopez when Uh-oh. he gets on. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. that sounds. Yes, you sound. That sounds like a threat. I'm not, I'm not, I got. He, he he's a straight hey, shooter. He's a good dude. So he's a straight shooter. Yeah. I want him to answer my question straight up. You know he's not with. What's happening with this? I know this he's not. I know he's not. Yeah, he's he's totally not. I mean, he, but I want to get his opinion. He catches a lot of heat, mm-hmm. you know, in his district because of it. But you know, uh, you know, Sean Thompson always said there's no Democrats that are out there. Now I don't agree with everything Alderman Ray Lopez um, believes in, but he's willing. He's he reminds me of Sean Lashawn Ford. He's willing to have that conversation. And a full disclosure, yeah. Sean has has interviewed both of them, and he says, I mean, that, for Democrats, that's the best you're gonna get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. No, we'll talk about it when we get back. Okay. There's something that happened in Dallas. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. give us a call, 312-642-5600, 312-642-5600. You're listening to The Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right, now. Welcome back to The Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, filling in for Sean Thompson today, alongside the troublemaker who's causing trouble already. There is no 120 life in here, Valon, so don't get my blood pressure up to the point where I can't take a 120 life. Okay. You know, see, you're welcome, Sean. That plug for 120 life for you. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to Rich from Indian Head Park. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey, John. Hey, Valon. What's going on, man? Doing well. All right. Not much. What I wanted to say is uh, the Democrats and Biden say that they're stopping the flow at the border, but yet uh, 10,000 people came in the other day. Yes. What do you think is happening? He's going to let uh, thousands of these Venezuelans in the country, he's going to give them uh, work permits, which they'll be able to get a social security number, and with that they'll be able to get a license, and with a license they'll be able to sign up to vote. So what's going to happen is we're going to have illegals voting in our elections, and I think that's he's doing that because he knows when he, if he runs against uh, Trump again, yeah. then it's going to be close, and he's going to need all the votes he can get. 
That, then you, you found about that. Uh, yeah, then you found it strange that most of the people that are coming here are from Venezuela. Yeah. Oh, wait, what what is that? What is that about? Why 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 is Venezuela the most and and they're all able-bodied men? Yeah. yeah Who, what happened to all the family family units? Right. That's and a lot of the kids that they still can't find. How about that? Right. I know. You know some, right. I know someone personally. Thank you. Um, I know someone personally that just got approved for a ten-year visa. Really? Oh, yeah. you're African lady. Hey, look, man. I work <laughs> oh, with I, I, I work with a lot of different. I don't want to bust you out on the radio. <laughs> I know a saying. lot of different nationalities, dude. I work with a lot of. Uh, I try to bust you out on your on the radio. <laughs> That's not even a lot because you got so you got so many of. So. I mean, I schmooze, man. Greg, schmooze Greg from Rogers Park. Welcome back to the John Thompson Show. Thank you very much. Listen, you know, with all this immigrant problems, now Joe Biden wants an office of gun prevention. In my humble opinion, and I'm not an expert, but all it's going to do is waste time, taxpayer money, and not reduce crime one iota. I think it's just a way of him just trying to add something to the campaign uh, literature because yep. I think this is just totally ridiculous. And it's also going to try to infringe on the uh, Second Amendment rights, in my opinion. It is. I want to get your take on it. Greg, it, it's, it's called the Office of Gun Violence Prevention. That is a ma- another made-up term. There is no such thing as gun violence. Gun violence does not exist. I can speak to a gun. I can tell a gun what to do. It cannot do anything until the person picks up the weapon and fires it. And whatever's in that person's heart, evil or good, th- that's when that action becomes. There's no such thing as gun violence. And, and, I, and I'm sick and tired of, of, of Republicans and those who are defenders of the Second Amendment allowing that language to continue to go across the, uh, America. You know what you all are missing? What? There's no such thing as choice these days. They don't look there at is you choice. as a they don't look at you as a person that can make a choice. It was the gun's fault. It depends on what choice, what how you define. If you choice. never had that gun, you wouldn't have killed somebody. Yeah. Thank you so much, Greg. We appreciate the call. Uh, let's go to John from Bridgeport. John. Hey guys, hey, all right. Right now, I'm getting tired of this, but let's let, let, let's take this down from Venezuela. Who is it that's sponsoring these bus trips from Venezuela to America? Yeah. When they get to America, they come in here. When they get when they come in here, they go to cities like Chicago. Yeah. If you need police service, you got to step over them. If you need hospital service, you got to wait in line behind them. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to make them feel like a second class citizen, but what the hell? I'm paying for this. Right. What does the African American community say? About oh, they're upset. I tell you what I say about this, but there's people that need to be punished with this. Who is marketing this from Venezuela all the way up here, and who and who is paying for this? Yeah, I want to hear your 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 so, insight. So I've, I've saw some articles. Thank you so much, Sean. I saw some articles that says that Soros funding is behind this. Uh, did you see the train? Uh, um, so many of them on top of a train coming into America. I mean, you know, coming to the the border of America. Did you see that, Verlon? No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, who's paying for it? The taxpayers. That's who's paying for it. That's who's paying for it. You, 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 when you look at what's happening, because I saw that at, at that gun violence prevention um, um, meeting they had today at the White House, Mayor Johnson and uh, Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle were there as well. Mm-hmm. They were there today for, for that. Okay. Um, Chicago, yeah. It's gang violence that's plaguing Chicago. It's drugs that's plaguing Chicago. It is not gun violence because you know why? You put as I've said before, we don't have enough guns on the uh, with legal um, um, legal law-abiding citizens. There are not enough guns being carried around. I and I, I told you I'm a proponent of open carry. I want you to see what I'm gonna hurt you with. 
if you try to hurt and harm me. I want you to see it. And I, I don't I don't back down from the Second Amendment. When I was a state legislator, I was I was meet myself, Eddie, Eddie Sullivan. We were the top two uh, negotiators on anything to a related. And I didn't take anything that tried to because they would always say, we're not coming for your guns. You are. You are. You're trying to make it hard for us to buy ammunition. You wanted to put uh, markings on ammunition and have us pay for. No, no, I don't. I'm not for any of that. And I don't know any law abiding citizen that should be for it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's your choice as a citizen of this country. If you want a gun or, or it's my not, right, it's, it, it is your right. It's a right, but you choose to go buy it. Now but, that's right, right. So, so it's, it's it's your right to have a gun or not. I choose not to. Right. So I mean, you know, I, you know, it's, it's up to you. Let's go to Jan from Hoffman Estates. Jan, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hi, John. I'm glad to hear you in, in, in the office there today. But anyway, what I want to know is Marjorie Taylor Greene was out there ranting about about Biden. Yeah. Sending two hundred thousand, two hundred thousand people uh, on airplanes to the United States. Yeah, I saw that video. She's actually it was on video. I saw that, and that's that's interesting. I, I would love to see if she has proof that that's actually happened. Uh, because if that if that is happening, and someone in our government is doing that, that's just totally wrong. Thank you so much for calling, Jan. You listening there's to the show? There's another thing too. I, I got to go to break. I'm sorry, Jan. Jan, we got to go to break. We're on a hard break. You listening to the Sean Thompson Show? I'm John Anthony. We'll be right back. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson, host of the Hitch Radio Show. Heard every Saturday, black and white radio from 4 to 7 p.m. Um, Villan, you know, we've talked a lot on black and white about what we see happening, not just in Chicago, but across the country as it relates to, you know, whatever you want to call it. I mean, there's so many different variations of what you should call them, undocumented um, uh, migrants, uh, whatever. Um, but I don't think, well, I do, I do know because we said it yesterday. This is a money grab in my opinion. I think when you look at, listen to this, this past week, in, te- in South Texas, over it was over a five-day period. F- over It's estimated over 45,000 people illegally c- crossed the Rio Grande near the small town of Eagle Pass, Texas. That population is 28,000. But it was in one 24-hour period, nearly 10,000 people for, um, forded the river, came across the river. Um, former president, I mean, uh, president of uh, Chicago Lodge FOP7, uh, John Catanzara, did a video showing going to different policing stations, showing how there's all sleeping, you know, on floors. Kids, man. It, it, I mean, listen, I'm sorry. I don't know how. I have a heart with this. I, I'm. I've always said, um, when you look at a lot of people, they see the promise that is America, and they want to get here about the promise that they've heard. I, I do believe, for the most part, this is what we have. I do believe that there's, there's some elements of this um, illegal operation that's happening that are not t- kind and kind towards America. So th- one of the things uh, Carlene and I were talking, I said, I, w- I would love to have Alderman um, Raymond Lopez on the show. He's the Alderman of the 15th Ward. Um, someone, I don't think he knows you, but I've known him for a very long time just because when I was a street grunt in the city of Chicago in the 21st Ward, 53rd Precinct. Alderman Ray Lopez, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. 
John, how are you? Happy I'm, Friday. Happy Friday. Alderman, okay, because you know the media, I, personally, I don't think they've really done a really good job of covering what's actually happening in the city of Chicago, how much this is taxing the taxpayers of the city of Chicago, the crime that's related that's coming in because of this. What's really going on in the city of Chicago as it relates to this crisis that we have on our hands? This city's a hot mess. There's no other way to say it. Um, yes. First off, let me just say. I love that. This is a humanitarian crisis that is completely being manipulated so that everyone could pad their pockets and get rich on the moment. So just money. And transition from one emergency declaration from 2020 known as COVID to the newest emergency declaration known as the Venezuelan asylum seeker crisis. Yeah. And it is happening not just in Chicago, not just in Illinois, but all across this country where we see the federal government, President Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, all of Congress looking the other way or tying their shoes or putting their head in the sand while 2.3 million people have crossed our border over the last year, year to date. Uh, that we know about, and an additional 1.6 million we couldn't catch as they were running away, who have been interdispersed throughout the country wow. in the name of seeking asylum. Right. All the while, we are spending millions on the border states to try and pretend we're catching them. We're spending millions through Homeland Security saying we're going to register them and do an asylum process, and then paying the same people that we've paid to ship them across the city now to profit from having to provide shelter wherever they have landed, such as in the city of Chicago. Right. And and how has that affected uh, the budgeting as it relates to the city of Chicago? Because I'm sure it, it swallowed about the budget to a point where uh, there's going to be a gap in, with the budget as far as paying. And how, and how much has it cost the city? Do you know, has that number been released, how much it's costing the citizens of Chicago? So since, Early this year, even I think before the election, the municipal elections in February, I've been saying we're going to easily spend a quarter of a billion dollars on these individuals wow. at the rate we're burning through money. Everyone told me I'm crazy. They keep telling me I'm xenophobic. I'm racist. I'm this. I'm Wait, that. you're Mexican, you know what, though. You know, they don't tell them that. They don't know. Um, <laughs> but what they but what they are, what they don't say is that I'm right. Right. And finally, two weeks ago, Mayor Brandon Johnson announced that he fully anticipates the city of Chicago to have spent in total two hundred and fifty five million dollars by the end of December 2023 on the migrant crisis for this year alone. Wow. That is. Unsustainable at the local level to constantly try to have to come up with money, which they don't want to give us right. to address this crisis that they could easily address at the national level. Correct. If they would just start adjudicating the asylum claims and start closing down the border to prevent this kind of fraudulent crossing over in the name of asylum and address the individuals who are already here. Right. Let's talk about this tent city deal. Uh, is that something that you guys have to, even though you guys have to approve, uh, I believe it was a $29 million contract with uh, this firm out of Virginia called Goddard World Federal Service. Is that something that still has to come before you guys to approve? No. 
Ordinarily, if there was an RFP or a, a proposal, a bid put out for anything over half a million dollars would automatically have to come before city council. Lori Lightfoot, in her infinite wisdom, changed that to an a million to a one million dollar threshold. Uh-huh. However, because of the declared state of emergency, what my Democratic counterparts have learned is that when you have a governor issue a state of a declaration of emergency, you are then given authority to manipulate budgets and reappropriate from the budget money that may have been allocated for police or may have been allocated for housing or may have been allocated for street sweeping and group it together to spend it on something else like tent cities and uh, a food and shelter for the migrants. Hi, how you doing, Alderman? Uh, I mentioned this yesterday, but I'm so glad I have you on the phone so I can ask you this question. John and I, we talk about sex trafficking a lot, a lot. And, um, I want to know what what are you prepared to do, the other aldermen, the mayor, and the police department when these prostitution rings pop up? Because uh, when I got my first house over there on 127th and Peoria, I was close to Halstead, you know, two blocks off Halstead. Um, I was 24 years old, and I remember the prostitution on 119th Street, Michigan, all up and down Michigan and 120th Street, and it was bad. The police department cleaned it up. I mean, like before I moved away from there about twelve over twelve years ago, they cleaned it up. You know it's gonna come back. These 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 prostitution rings are gonna pop up. So what are you all prepared to do about that? Well, I know what I'm prepared to do, and I think that when you look at the fact that we're already seeing prostitution at some of the shelters and it's involving with some of the asylum seekers that are here and individuals who are taking advantage of these individuals and trying to use them as male or female prostitutes because they are all desperate for money and resources and take advantage of them. I believe that individuals who are engaging in those activities who are undocumented or are seeking asylum should not be granted protection under our city's welcoming city sanctuary ordinance, period. But I also know that it's not just with this moment, but you have many elected officials who like to play the word game and you, they are starting to change the nomenclature from prostitute or hooker to sex worker or other things to try to legitimize this industry, the world's oldest profession so that you can normalize it and allow it to continue unabated, unchecked and unenforced in every community. And I think that's where we have to be able to bring light to this and other issues where we see that a lot of the police reform and a lot of the yeah. social justice warrior ballyhooed nonsense that we keep hearing about is all with one goal, which is to undermine society as we know it, legitimize activities that we never would have tolerated 10 years ago, let alone yeah. 50 years ago and start standing up for that F word that everyone's afraid to say, Uh-oh. family values. Yeah. <laughs> Not that F word, but family values. Yeah. Well, um, because if, if you focus on what should be the centerpiece of every community, a family, I don't care how you define it, but a family, then you're able to beat back some of the drumbeat for the normalization of gang life, drug life, 
prostitution, pedophilia, and all the other nonsensical yeah. BS that's being <laughs> shoved down our throats right now. Hey, yeah. um, Alderman Lopez, can I hold you over for just one more short segment? Because I want to talk about how this will affect the 2024 Democrat convention that's going to happen in Chicago. I think that's why they're starting to move towards some action and wanting to build the tents and things of that nature, because I think we're in for a world of hurt come 2024 with the, with the convention and the crime that's already happening in the city of Chicago, the gangs that are coming here through those um, uh, migrants that are coming here. It's going to be a world of hurt. We, you li- we're talk- you listen to the Sean Thompson show. We're talking with Alderman Ray Lopez, Alderman of the 15th Ward. We'll be right back. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right. Come on now. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm your host, John Anthony, filling in for Sean Thompson alongside the troublemaker. Before the break, we were talking with Alderman... Raymond Ray Lopez from the 15th Ward. Alderman, you know, I, I'm really concerned about what's going to happen as it relates to uh, the 2024 convention. I, I really believe, I, I know, I'm sure they're going to have a lot of security around uh, the convention site, but w- depending on where they put all of these people, uh, you, you hear, you see the, the angst between the black community and, and the Latino community right now. Um, are we creating a... I don't know, a very explosive moment to happen during that 2024 Democrat convention. Well, I think, yes, we are setting ourselves up to see. uh, We are filling the keg with the powder right now, but I don't necessarily believe that this is automatically putting Latino and African-Americans at odds. As someone who represents both, I can tell you that what I hear in the black community is no different than what I hear in the Latino community, which is they want to know why these individuals are here. They want to know why the heavens have opened financially to provide them with everything. When regardless, if you're in a Mexican community or black community, you're not seeing the kind of immediate investment and downpouring of dollars as you would for any of these migrant communities that are being proposed or talked or helped with. And as you hear, like this $29 million contract that's been awarded to the same company that's delivered them to our city uh, for caring for them at a shelter, you know, they are being given seven-day-a-week child care, seven-day-a-week transportation, shelter, housing, laundry service. Wow. I mean, we don't offer that to our own city. No. Can I ask you something? Mothers would love to have five-day-a-week child care for free, let alone seven-day-a-week child yeah, care. that's true. Working guys in, 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 in Brighton Park or back of the yards would love to have their transportation costs covered so they could go to work. Can I ask you I something? Mean, what I think you're setting people up for is a dynamic where oh. Americans Alderman, are be upset. Alderman, I, I need to ask yep. you this. Since we're talking about money being spent, what's going on with the TIF? You know, why aren't the west side and the south side being built up that promise has been going going around since the king riots now i see mayors giving money to lincoln yards and what you're talking about right now why isn't it a push to be money to be used to build back up the west side or or the south side really i want the west side to get built up first because it looks worse than the south side well the west side the west side to be perfectly (laughs) honest 
has been destroyed since the last Democratic convention. Yes. Here. I mean, it sounds like a joke, but it's the truth. Yep. What, but 1960s. But you're talking but about I, money. I think that you're talking about money being spent on migrants. About. What's going on with money being spent on the West Side? I think, so well, I think the question you really got to start with is you had the first black female mayor, Lori Lightfoot, who promised to invest in the South and West Side, promised $2.5 billion yep. in investment and didn't deliver 10% of that to anything. I think the West Side got a, 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 some, an outdoor roller rink was the most she invested over there, despite saying I'm going to bring in all this money to help rebuild, repopulate, and give a rebirth to the West Side. You have another mayor who's African-American from the West Side yeah. who has moved heaven and earth to address the humanitarian crisis while doing nothing to address the fact that most of the West Side was sucked and soaked. Wow. July 3rd, from that torrential rain yeah. and flash flooding that decimated basements and, and impacted thousands of people. Okay. Now, what I have said is, if you could find $50 million or $30 million yep. for the migrants, you could find $50 million to help the West Side, even in this moment. But that doesn't fit the agenda. Alderman Lopez, we, 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 we're up. the time is up, but um, I would love to have you on my show so we can continue. Right. I would love to have you on my show so we can continue this conversation. Uh, I would love to have you on my show to continue this conversation. I'll reach out to you and see your availability. Alderman Ray Lopez from the 15th District, I mean 15th Ward, City of Chicago. Thanks so much for joining the Sean Thompson Show. Thank you, guys. Appreciate nice talking it. to you. We'll be right back. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson, who's sitting somewhere, I'm sure, with some nice cigar. He doesn't drink, so he doesn't have a drink, but I'm sure he's chilling and uh, <laughs> yelling at Verlon. Why do you think he's yelling at you, Verlon? I have to correct myself. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you engage liberals and people that you think know what they're talking about. Now, listen, admittedly, I didn't know. Yeah. So when my friend told me uh, it's illegal to own gold, we were talking about Bitcoin and the dollars going away and everything's going to go digital. And some he threw in you couldn't you couldn't own gold. Now that's that stopped back in the seventies. Seventy. Three, four, five, well, six. Well, I, I didn't know, so I took him at face value. Yeah. And when I said what I said here on the radio, I thought I was right. Right. But you can't listen to everybody. No, you you definitely can't. That's why I wanted to give you an opportunity to correct. But to, hey, listen, correct yourself. Hey, I man up all the time. I correct you myself. You do. I do. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. <laughs> wrong. I <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. The phone lines have just blown up. They've been holding for such a long time. Let's go to Craig from Mount Greenwood. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hello, John, and uh, also hi to Verlon, too. What's going on, Craig? Hear you guys again. Thank you. Hey, uh, 
Yeah, I was uh, thinking about this whole thing with these uh, illegals and stuff like that. Now, just as, uh, I'm going to ask you a question, uh, John and Brian, but uh, before, as a little backdrop, you remember 9-11 when they said that, man, after that, they did the Patriot Act, they, they talking about how important the, uh, immigration was and how important the, to, to, to do the um, checking, really check these guys out, not let any of that happen, because a lot of that had to do with these people just coming in and violating their visas and all this kind of thing, and student visas. Right. Okay. Now we come all the way to now, and this government, this, I mean, this regime that's in there, they're doing everything exact opposite of everything they said they were going to do following 9-11. And what they're doing is they're putting the American people at unbelievable risk. I mean, it's not a matter of something happening. It's going to happen. It's a matter of when. And my question is this. Can, can, can people on our side uh, that are smart and even governors and uh, law people uh, do a preemptive some, something where it'll be like uh, holding this uh, regime accountable when something bad happens that, listen, you were supposed to keep the American people safe. You did all these things. You can document all the stuff that like, puts Americans at risk, everything they do with all their different things. And by doing it preemptively, be able to do something to hold them accountable. Is, will something like that work? Yeah, it would work if we had um, courageous Republicans. We just don't. There are not too many of them. I mean, when you look at I know a lot of people are going back and forth about what ha- what's happening between Matt Gates and the Speaker of the House. Uh, I love the, I love a fight like that. Bring on the fight. Um, but I, I don't think we have enough courageous Republicans to do something like that. I think I think they so in love with winning the next election that they would be more concerned about their prospects for the next election and how that would affect that, that I don't think they would be willing to do it and or who they're beholden to. Who's the money people? Who are they beholden to? Those type of people have have influence on politicians. It's just it's it. Listen, I'm I'm a former politician. I've seen it. I've seen it. Tried to be done with me, and um, yeah. So I I don't think that would happen, Craig. Thanks so much for the call. Uh, let's go to Adrian from Riverdale. Hey, thanks for holding. Hi, gentlemen. Hi, how's, how's it going? going? Um. Well, I guess it's off topic now, but I was just wondering about these tent city things. Uh huh. Do these people understand what the winters are like up here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and them tents are not going to hack it. No, they're not. And well, if they're going to put a tent up, and if they're going to put a tent up in front of a jewel store that's empty, why don't you just put them in a jewel store? Ah, uh, there we go. Yeah, but I don't think you've seen these tents. These tents are, I believe, they're heated. Um, I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking at a picture of them from um, WBZ. Uh, I, I think these are those real tough, durable tents. Uh, if the, if these are the pictures, uh, um, the tents that they're going to be using in the city of Chicago. Listen, I know that uh, there are a ton of um, of migrants that live that that are living right off the I M Canal, where down where, by where I live and where my where I go to church at. Uh, it's, it's tons of families that are living there, and they've pitched tents. Throughout that area, I went up here. I just yeah. drove to the north side, and I've seen people living in tents on Lakeshore Drive. Yeah, I believe it. I, I've seen it. They, yeah. They're starting to move out there in tents. So there's your answer. I, I I just don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it. I don't. I don't. I to me, that's not enough angst or anger from the the the, the citizens of Chicago. I don't feel it enough yet because. I don't see them. Why aren't they protesting in front of all of the alderman offices or the, the mayor's office? You don't see a lot of that, do you? No, you don't see a lot of that. Thanks so much, Adrian. They speak out, but you don't, you're not seeing that yet. It hasn't gotten bad enough yet. All right. Let's go to Brian from Gurney. Brian, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate okay. it. 
Uh, I want to talk about the immigration, well, not immigration, illegal aliens that are crossing our borders, especially down in South Texas. Yeah. And, you know, are you aware of a, a colony ridge that's being built especially for the illegal aliens? Yes, yes, very, very much aware. Very much aware. Yeah, I mean, I mean we're funny there, we're going to feed them, we're going we're gonna to help get jobs for them. This administration's got to be impeached. Yeah. Especially my orcas. And also my orcas, too. Yeah, definitely. I, I I think it's grounds. I mean, because I think it's intentional. Because um, you heard, I said it before Alderman Ray, Ray Lopez said it. Follow the money. This this is a money grab. This is a money grab. And not, not, again, not enough people are upset about it. Brian, I think I've heard you call into the morning show and Sean Thompson's show before, right? Yeah, I called in the uh, Sean Thompson. I called up. Sometimes we'll get 80, mostly strong, because that's when I get, you know, go back home yeah. from work. Yeah. Yes. You, I think... I, and I also thought about the food shortage, too, that's coming, because this is these it. people got to be fed. Yeah. Uh, I, I talked about you yesterday. I heard the call that you had between Sean Thompson and about how the coming food um, crisis that we're going to have. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's coming. It is coming. I work for all natural organic grocery store in Chicago. I'm not going to get her name, but uh, it's, you know, I, I see it on our shelves. The last few years, our shelves are getting uh, less and less food on it. And, and if we do get food, it doesn't stay long. It, it runs out quickly. Yeah. And, you know, again, all these illegal aliens, they got to be fed. They do. So, food's got to go somewhere. Yep. And with, the fertilizer that's, and with the fertilizer that is in short demand, or if you, if you can't get it, it's very expensive to get. Correct. That is so true. Thank you so much for calling us, Brian. Really appreciate Have a great it. weekend. You too. Take it easy. Let's go to Antonio Timothy. <clears throat> hey, how are you, sir? From the brook. What's up, brother? Hey, Berlin. How are you? How's it going, brother? All right. Well, let's talk about 2024. And chatter has it. Chatter. We're going to call it chatter right now. <laughs> I mean, you know, you as I do go around in certain circles that, you know, a lot of people in life would never go through. But you're going to see Chicago turn into Gotham without Batman next Oh, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh. And really, no, really, this is a concerted effort in order just to create some havoc to create a response. And the response will be a federal response. And that's about as much as I'm going to say about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And really, well, and it's going to be certain cities that have gun control. Well, strongest the- gun control laws New York, Chicago, LA, San Diego, Minneapolis. And it, that's the word. You, you know what, Antonio? I, I failed to mention um, the Safety Act, bringing up the Safety Act with, with the implementation of that. With everything, I mean, this is the perfect storm for an, a huge explosion to happen in the, not just the city of Chicago. Remember, it starts in the city of Chicago, and then the, the the tentacles start to spread out through the rest of the state and then to the rest of the country. And and and, and this is this this isn't just a Chicago problem, you know, um, because a lot of those border um, states are sending them to blue cities where, where they so called yeah. have these sanctuary um, sanctums, pretty much. But here's a scary thing. And you know who the biggest target's going to be? It's going to be the police officers. Yeah. You're gonna, something big will happen. Yes. I'm telling you, there are some very hardened criminals being brought here. And I'm using the word brought here. <laughs> and, our, you know, like the CPD is not the same CPD when we were growing up. I mean, today, they, I mean, did you see what happened last weekend with the Mexican parade? I yeah. mean, they, 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 they're Machetes. not ready for what's coming. <laughs> no, they're and not. It's, they're gonna fold like lawn chairs. And yeah. you gotta re- you gotta remember, John. This is what happened a long time ago, back in the sixties, when they took the gun rights away in the first place. Yeah. They created a yeah, crisis. Least, He's exactly right. At least yeah. in the sixties, at least in the sixties, Daly said shoot to kill. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Today, today, I'm telling you, it, it, it's going to be every man for themselves out there. And it's going to be it's going to be coordinated. And I feel bad for people that live in Chicago. I mean, I, I do. I feel bad for them. I agree. Thank- where, you know, where I live. Fine. It, it, you know what? Well, it's coming out there to you, too, though. It's out there where I'm at in Joliet as well. Yeah. But at least by me, by me, there's a lot. I mean, if you saw 2020, I mean, there, one day we can talk about it off the radio. Yeah. We, we stopped some major, major bloodshed because people out here were ready to just what? Coming here? What? Yeah. If you notice, Bolingbroke did not get looted. Not a single store in Bolingbroke. Indiana out. didn't either. All right. Thanks so much for giving us a call. <laughs> Indiana hey, um, didn't either. Pete, how much time I got? Ah, I wanted to play this. You know, when we come back from break, I want to play. Uh, I've, there was some leaked audio exchange between the border chief and the border agents. And the border agents are not happy with, with, with what they're doing. Because guess what? They're on the front line of this. And, and and not many people are truly understanding what, on a day-to-day basis, they they are having to deal with, especially with an administration. Did you hear that, that there was a, a barbed wire that um, the Biden administration cut up? And then oh, the, yeah, yeah, the I heard about Guard, that. Yeah. The National Guard came, the Texas National Guard came right back and put it right back up. Yeah, I heard are you Are you kidding me? This is what we're dealing with. This is what these border agents are dealing with. The, the politics of this and it's and it's affecting so many people and and i and just wait Vilan, i'm telling you I, I feel like a i feel a rushism a rush limbaugh coming on me hmm. we haven't seen this hasn't even tipped the iceberg of what's going to happen as this border crisis and as this invasion of our country continues if we don't get somebody to stand up if we don't put a trump or any i'm sorry any republican i don't know any any republican that would do something that what, that what we see today happening across our country. We'll be right back. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on the Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, the answer. AM560, the answer. Is it Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson, host of the hit radio show heard every Saturday from 4 to 7 p.m. right here on these airways, Black and Right Radio. Hey, if you haven't had time, check out, go over and check out my website, blackandrightradio.com. Yes, Sean, shameless plug. I'm going to do it a couple more times probably. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate it. Um, but, Valon, so I, as, before the break, I was talking about, guys, I'll, I'll take your questions, I mean your calls in a minute, but I want to play this audio clip, that this leaked audio clip. Uh, it looks like one of the border agents took it. There was a, a rah-rah. It looks like a rah-rah session or a or, or roll call session. or I don't know what it was. They were all standing. So um, they were t- the, the border chief was trying to explain. But these these agents were not having it. Check this out. We stay focused. We continue to do the job and the mission that we signed up for. Right, we all signed up for We all ready for a hand. It's not hard to say. It may be hard for you to say it, but I've been doing this for 31 years. It's not hard for me to say it. Every day I wake up and I'm committed to this organization and I'm committed to each one of y'all. You're getting locked down in the policies, the politics. What's happening? That's why Chief Scott left. You just said it. You can't say that going to happen to you. You can't say it. Old generation. Old generation. Why are you guys getting caught up in some matches? 
upset Milan. Wow. they're frustrated and, and 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 that's just texas imagine imagine arizona the portion of california they're upset these are people that care about their jobs and and they really want to see the best for this country and they see what's happening yeah. they're on the front lines they are on the front lines uh let's go to ah prosecutor for 18 years steve from deerfield hey thanks for calling hey. um so about about the safety act so when I was a federal prosecutor, the federal government passed what's called the Bail Reform Act. Yeah. And what it did was it, it, it categorized what type of bail is allowed depending on the type of crime that someone's charged with. And for crimes of violence, there was a presumption that you had to stay locked up. There could be no condition of release short of being jailed until your trial uh, that would protect the community. For nonviolent crimes... It had to be what's called the least restrictive alternative. And the very last criteria was how much money you had, because the federal government appropriately didn't think people with money and people who were poor charged with the same offense. One stays in jail and one writes a big fat check. OK, right. The Safety Act is the same exact thing. I've read it Wait, on, on, on that aspect. But there was so much more that was uh, within. Listen, I know because I fought and, 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 and helped defeat it back in 2015. Because it's it's listen. While if we if we if we're going to start um, as it relates to people who commit crimes, if we want to start helping them get rid of their records, but we want to tell police officers you can never get rid of anything that happens in your file. Um, as far as um, uh, making a complaint against a police officer, no no longer has to be an affidavit. You can just nilly willy do anything against a police officer. I mean, there's so much more than this than just the pretrial. Um, detention hearings. It's there's so much more in the Safety Act. So many people are only focusing in on that aspect of the law. There's so much more, and 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 they've they've, they've crippled. They they're hurting officers' ability to do their jobs in this Safety yeah. Act. That's why it's going to be the perfect storm. But why? In what way are they hurting officers' ability to do their job? What what way? Are you seeing what's happening? These people are being put right back out on the street. Well, well, wait a minute. Okay. If, it's, if the judges are following the new law, if someone's charged with a violent crime, beginning with battery and assault and way above that, rape, murder, you know, aggravated assault, armed robbery, robbery, blah, 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 they're supposed to be locked up. They're not supposed to go out. Now, if it's a nonviolent crime, they will be released, but with conditions, yeah. right? It's funny. I, ju- I just had a... And if they violate the conditions... Their bond is revoked. Yeah, it's funny. I just had this conversation with a former uh, prosecutor from uh, Will County, and I'm trust me, 
the process, and 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 now this person is a, is a defense attorney. So now they're on the other side, and they're actually seeing how this law is affecting. Personally, I think it's going to hurt black people more than it will help them. Uh, I, I listen, huh? I'm sure. Listen, because because you know why? Yeah. I, I'm a I'm a former legislator. You may not know that. I'm also a former yeah, member of the Black Caucus. I'm also a former member of the Black Caucus, right? And and when you think you're helping the black community, it's this this law. I mean. What do you think is happening in a lot of these communities that are that are black and Latino as it relates to policemen? They can't do their job. They're handcuffed, not just not just the safety act, but these standing orders that are happening throughout these these um, um, policing departments. Police cannot do their job. They cannot. Example, their hands are tied. Way, I really enjoy I enjoy you as a host, by the way. I think you're great. Okay? <laughs> I Even appreciate though I disagree that. with you. I think you're respectful and intelligent. Well, but, I, but, but you're but but you're 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 using conclusions. Tell me how they're being hampered from doing their job. I, you know what? We got to go to break. When I come back from break, I'll definitely help. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely give you an example. I'm going to hold you on the line. Oh, no, we got to call. Right. I forgot. I got to. Can you call back? Can you? I have a guest at 535. After this guest, I would love for you to call back, Stephen. You and I can tell with this a little bit more. Let me back to your producer. Okay. All right. All right. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold your call, so don't worry about that. Okay? Thank you. Um. Yeah. I could definitely give them examples of that. Uh, it's, it's funny because you know the person. I won't say the name unless they call in. <laughs> uh, we were just going, giving, going back and forth with examples of how this 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 law is 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 going to hurt black people more than it will help them. You're listening to the Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. Call Sean now. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. AM five sixty. The answer. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson alongside the troublemaker, Verlon Galloway. What's up, brother? Oh, it's coming. Yeah. Somebody sent me a message saying that guy was trying to troll me. I don't think he was trying to troll me. You know? Oh, the, the guy that's the prosecutor? Yeah, the prosecutor. I don't think he was trying to no, troll me. some prosecutors that believe that this is the right thing yeah. to do. Yeah. And like I always say, I'm a, I'm a fan of wait and see. Yeah. Well, I'm going to see. That's why I'm not taking a position because I don't want to be right or wrong. Yeah. Now I know that uh, the the police misconduct database that we worked on initially, um, uh, I think we we passed it. It looks like they extended that. I think that so when an officer is let's say an officer is in trouble in one department and they try they leave and try to go to another department, that, that there are some good parts about the safety. That is that's good a good part. thing. So now that part. person's um, uh, record follows them to the next department, so mm-hmm. that that chief can say, nah, yeah. you were on a, a cloud at the old department, so we're not going to hire you here. Right. That's that's a good part of the uh, the safety law. I mean, Safety Act. So, But anyway, yesterday we talked with um, Derek Morgan from the Heritage Foundation. I think we, we must have did. We must have left such an impression <laughs> that they wanted to call back again today. Uh, but this time with the author. Did I say that right? Yes. You know, I, I'm with, I, I struggle with words, too. <laughs> you know, I, I got, I've had one, two, three, four, five different head injuries with pistol whip, bats, crowbars, and falling downstairs. So... Some words I can and cannot say. Well, I went but, to CPS. So. Well, <laughs> some words weren't told. Is that why your head's so big? Some yeah. words weren't told. But now with the author of the book, Real Prosecutors, How Radical so- Radical Soros Lawyers Are Destroying America's Communities, um, Zach Smith joins us on the line uh, to talk about an event that's coming up on Monday, this coming Monday, September 25th, starts at 4.30 at the Gibson's Bar and Steak- Steakhouse. And, and um, oh gosh, it just... Come on, Carlene, produce me. (laughs) 
I didn't even hear. In uh, Rosemont, sorry, in Rosemont, it, it goes from four thirty to seven o'clock. The fight against rogue prosecutors in Illinois. Zach, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I'm I, glad to be here. You know, I really appreciate you. I, I was just actually arguing with, uh, well, we were having a discussion with a former federal prosecutor because we were talking about the Illinois Safety Act and, and how I personally, so many people are just focusing on the pretrial fairness act and they're not, they're not focusing on the other things. Uh, he, you know, we were talking about how, how it affects police officers with this. Well, it goes after them in so many ways. Anybody can just go and file a complaint against a police officer without it now being a signed affidavit. Imagine the corruption that can happen in that. I don't like a police officer. I'm going to go in and um, file it. And it gives the attorney general here in the state of Illinois now the power to investigate police officers. They never, he's never had that, that power laid out and outlined the way it is today. So going after pro, 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 rogue prosecutors, um, Zach, is very important. Can you tell us why? Yeah, well, look, I appreciate the chance to be here and talk about it. I'm a former federal prosecutor, as is my co-author and colleague, Kelly Stimson, who also wrote the book. And you're right. What these rogue prosecutors are doing, some of the laws like the Safety Act that have been implemented, not only does it affect the prosecutors, how they conduct their business, but it affects the community as a whole, including police officers, how they're able to effectively do their job, how they're able to make sure they and their colleagues stay safe on the streets because what's happening in so many cities, particularly in Chicago and Cook County, where Kim Fox is the rogue prosecutor there, is that by not prosecuting certain crimes, saying they're not going to seek incarceration for most offenses, they're not going to seek cash bail, all of these things, Kim Fox and other rogue prosecutors have sent a message that certain types and amounts of crimes, certain amounts of lawlessness will be tolerated. And so what we've seen in many cities around the country, including in Chicago, shouldn't be a surprise. We've seen crime increase, including violent crimes, shootings, rapes, robberies, murders, carjackings, car thefts. All of these crimes are significantly up over the past several years from when before these rogue prosecutors came into office. uh, Because when you send a message that lawlessness will be tolerated, you get more lawlessness. And and you know what, Scott, when you look at these George Soros backed prosecutors and you look at the prosecution of police, more police officers now, would you say that that was part of their agenda as well? Well, look, I think it's become very obvious that many of these prosecutors uh, take a very dim view of police officers and the work that they do. And certainly their policies have made police officers' jobs more difficult. And, you know, what's ironic, it's really put police officers in a very difficult position in many cases where they're not going to be able to make arrests for many crimes, even though there's still laws on the books, because they know prosecutors won't prosecute these crimes. And so as a result, uh, you know, communities around the country, including uh, there in Chicago, are suffering as a result of it. I agree. Okay, uh, sir, do you believe in social change? Social, well, it social change. What, well, this is what I mean. Well, it, define it. When I, when, I talk, when I talk to the urban community, this is what they tell me. All of these crimes that you're talking about, it's been going on forever. Honestly, under Harold Washington, under Daly, murder rate was twice what it is now. And uh, do locking people up constantly, abundantly, does it solve the problem? Because the prisons are a revolving door and it doesn't rehabilitate. So what these prosecutors and the mayor 
and people of that nature, they're talking about tackling the the, the core problem, you know, that was happening in, in these urban communities. So, like I say, do you believe in social change? Well, look, I think it's important to understand the criminal justice system can't solve all of society's ills, and it wasn't designed to solve all of society's ills. It's designed to serve a very narrow function. It's to hold criminals accountable and to seek justice for victims. And so I think one of the things that has changed over the past several years is, again, there's a message to members of the community that certain types of lawlessness is going to be tolerated. And so, yes, in the past, crimes, uh, certain types of crimes may have been more prevalent. But if you look at the trend, uh, you know, over the last 20 to 30 years, violent crime rates were coming down. You know, we saw it starting in the early 90s with Louis Giuliani in New York City, the idea of broken windows policing, you know, used enforce the small laws to keep them from snowballing into the big laws. Uh, But look, you're not seeing that today. And as a result, yes, violent offenders have been back on the street. Rehabilitation is certainly a goal of the criminal justice system, but it's not the only goal. You also want to incapacitate a repeat violent offender. You don't want them in the community able to victimize members of the community further. And you want to, again, as a society, say that certain acts are unacceptable, such as murder, such as rape, such as robbery, and send a message that, look, there are consequences for your actions if you commit these crimes. And unfortunately, those consequences aren't being enforced today. That's true. Zach, I I love um, one of the bylines in this um, event that you guys are having this coming Monday, September 25th, at Gibson's Bar and Steakhouse in Rosemont from 430 to 7. I love this one line. It says, Americans expect their prosecutors to prosecute crimes. After all, it's in their title. What should people ex- uh, expect? Um, should they attend this event? How can people purchase tickets? How can people attend this event? Sure. Well, it's free to attend. You can go to heritage.org. You can sign up for it there, get more information about the event. And basically, you know, my colleague, Cully and I, we're going to talk about this rogue prosecutor movement. We're going to talk about its background, its ideological underpinnings. We're going to talk about the funding of it. Uh, And then we're going to give some real life specific examples, crime victims and their families. uh, Talk about those real life stories that unfortunately wouldn't have happened but for the policies and procedures that Kim Fox and others like her around the country have implemented. And I want to emphasize, look, many of these policies are being implemented under the guise of helping black members of the community, other minority members of the community. But if you look at who is being disproportionately victimized by violent crimes, it's predominantly young black men. And so when violent crime rates like shootings, robberies, homicides, when those increase, the ironic and sad fact is that necessarily means that more young black men are being victimized by these policies that are supposedly uh, implemented to help them. I definitely agree. Uh, as um, As of today, there have been 427 people shot and killed in the city of Chicago. 1,864 were shot and wounded. So a total of 2,291 people have been shot. Of that, 82.5% are black, 13.4% right. are Hispanic, 4.1% are um, white. So that's 364 vi- black victims, 59 Hispanic, 18 white victims. That's from HeyJackass.com. Uh, that's, I love that website. Listen, if we, I, I love this topic. 
Um, because did you guys invite um, Kim Fox? <laughs> we have offered to debate many of these rogue prosecutors before, uh, but believe it or not, uh, we haven't had any of them take us up on our offer yet. Yeah, <laughs> I so, can't imagine why. Yeah. So where, where can the where can the book be found? Yeah, you can find it on Amazon.com. You can find it at Barnes and Noble. Uh, and again, it's Rogue Prosecutors, How Radical Soros Lawyers Are Destroying America's Communities. And we have an entire chapter on Kim Fox, who she is, how she came into office, and her policies and procedures and their consequences, and frankly, the havoc they've wreaked on Chicago and Cook County. All right. Zach Smith is a legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation. I, is, is there an ability to get a signed copy on Amazon or um, Barnes and Noble? Uh, not on Amazon or Barnes Noble. You can get the copy, but if you get a copy uh, and send me a message, I'll be happy to, to autograph it. Are, are you on what social media um, accounts are you on? Are you on Twitter or any of those things? I'm on Twitter. You can okay. find me. My uh, handle is at TZ Smith. That's at TZ Smith on Twitter. All right. I'll follow you um, as soon as we go through the break. Zach Smith, thank you so much for joining the Sean Thompson show. I got to have you on my show as well. Black and White Radio heard every Saturday. So. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much for having me on. It was great talking with you. I hope you have a great weekend. All right. Everybody get to that event Monday, September 25th at Gimps's Bar and Steakhouse in, <laughs> I keep forgetting the name, Ow. Rose Rose Bond, Illinois, at 430. <laughs> the fight against rogue prosecutors in Illinois. We'll be right back. I was just listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560. The answer. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean. Sean, I hope we're not breaking the show. I think I'm, it's been pretty nah, cool. I, I, I mean, Sean would call in if we were breaking. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> He's chilling. So he hasn't called in, so that means we haven't broke the show yet. So that's that's a good thing. All right, let's 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 go back to the phone lines. Okay, this is an interesting call. Mr. Scott A. Ayers from Schaumburg, you're running for president? Yeah, my name is Scott Allen Ayers. I'm officially registered as a Republican candidate for president. Oh. I never thought, I never, I'm calling from the Northwest suburbs. Okay. Born and raised in Illinois. I never thought about running for political office in my life, even though I've been a political junkie for more than 25 years. Okay. So, and I was also as big a Donald Trump supporter as anybody, but the way things are going, you know, if you believe in God and God calls on you to do something, then you have to do it, right? So, I would never, I would never I, tell somebody no on that. I agree. Exactly. So God called on me to run for president. I told my wife about it and she said, go for it. So I put my business up for sale, which is Express Auto Repair in Schaumburg. I've been doing that for 31 years. Wow. And I, I recently closed the deal and I just registered as a candidate, got my bank account set up. I'm just working on my website right now. All right, now. really so, quickly, give me give me three your three platform and, and why should people vote for you? Three your three quick Okay. What's your platform and so, why should people vote? So, good. So the number one thing is the federal government is too damn big. <laughs> so I wanna I wanna cut the size of the federal budget and my other main platform is uh we need a president who's gonna put people in the government positions that are going to be for the people, not for the politicians. Yeah. 
So if you, I don't know how much time you got, but if you want me to, you got you got you got about forty five seconds. Go. Okay. Well, I was hoping you take my information, maybe have me on your I'll, show. I'll, on I'll definitely have you so on. I could have some more time to do yeah, that. Yeah, I'll definitely have you on. But what, really quickly, I, give me. Okay. Got a lot. Good. Okay. Wait. Wait. Let's listen. I'm, listen. Hold on. As a, as a, I'm, I'm trying to help you here. I want to give okay. you four. I got what forty five seconds. Forty five. I I got forty five. Uh, Fifteen seconds. That's it. Oh, 45 seconds. Tell me why people should vote for you. Because we need a president who's truly of the people, by the people, and for the people. Not of the corporation, by the corporation, and for the corporations. So so being a regular person, I promise the people in charge of every government agency that's going to be for the people, not for the corporations. And I'm going to cut the size of the federal budget. I have a plan to deal with it, so I'm hoping you'll have me on your show, too talk about that more in depth. Yeah. And by the way, I've been born and raised in Joliet, Illinois. So I don't oh, nice. know if sign or not. Villan, maybe we'll have him in this Saturday. Cool. Yeah, maybe uh I'll get your number from Carlene. Give her your um she'll give me your number and I'll call you and then we'll we'll have you in studio. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Thank you so much, Scott. Guys, yeah, Philip, Matt Mac, Jim, Mark, hold the line. You're listening to the Sean Thompson show. When we get back from the break, we'll take your calls. We'll be right back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... Welcome back to the third hour of the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, host of Black and White Radio, heard every Saturday, 4 to 7, with my trusted co-host, the troublemaker, Verlon Galloway. What's going on? You having fun? I'm having fun. I'm ready. I'm ready to hear some. I know what you're ready to hit. <laughs> I definitely know what you're ready to hit. Miss Corey Bush. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while I'm at it, why don't you guys head over to blackandrightradio.com. Check out the gear, the merchandise. If you see something you like, go ahead and purchase it. I'm trying to take Black and Right Radio and syndicate that show Saturday until I can get an everyday show like this. Right, Vlon? Brandon, Brandon are, are Taylor. Are ready? Brandon Taylor. Uh, let's go to Matt. Matt who's <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't get me in trouble. <laughs> Matt Mack in the 219. What's up, brother? Brandon, how you doing, my What's man? What's going on, brother? <laughs> When are we going to hit tacos and tequila? But you let me know when you're free, man. I've been on vacation all week. Oh, you millionaires. You're living the life over there. Well, Gary, okay, huh? yo. All right. <laughs> he, he yeah. definitely lives the millionaire No, life. I, I'm, I'm, I'm middle class. I'm going to count money, right? <laughs> middle class. Middle class. I finally made it to middle class. There you go. What's up, hey, man? Hey, listen, I, you know, I was just calling in before you had that last guest on, and Sean had that guy, and I think uh, either last week or the beginning of this week. But this whole prosecutor thing, this all started back with, with, with Barack Obama in what I call the we're going to get even theory. Hmm. And that anything that went wrong in, in black America in the last like 50 years, these guys are going to try to make up for it. And that's what they're doing right now. You see the kid on videotape? Beat a cop, with, uh, beat a Chicago cop with a two by four, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know what, uh, Jackie, what's her face said or that, that idiot prosecutor, what's her name? Uh, Kim Fox, you talking about? Yeah, Kim Fox. He yeah. goes, Oh, yeah, not enough evidence. What? The kids on, the kids on videotape not even, didn't even charge him. So the bond issue never came up. Then you get the lady 
who uh, she spray, she uh, pepper sprays four cops, right? Oh, you know what? Uh, yeah, we'll just put it down as uh, a little aggravated issue, and that case isn't coming up for another like eighteen months or something like that. I mean, we're, we're running in a, we're running in a very very bad circle. Black on black crime is skyrocketing, and with these new laws, they they don't need, you're not even gonna get arrested unless you steal eight hundred bucks worth of stuff in Cook County, right? Right. Now you steal the eight hundred. You don't even have to show up. Just just send in a little postcard, tell them you'll be there in a year or two, and you're free. And what happens to the law-abiding black citizens? They've now got to contend with more black criminals left out in the street, and they're never going to get arrested and getting taken in. And all of this starts in the school system. You see what they just released in Baltimore? The entire city public school system in Baltimore. There was not one single kid of any race that could read that was doing math at yeah. level. Yeah. yeah. Not a single one, man. I mean, our school systems are taken over by the liberal Dems and all of this woke crap of like, well, you know, I know you want to spell dog D O G, but if you spell it like D O C D O K, as long as you're close, we'll give you your diploma and move you on. The old double G, baby. <laughs> Thank you. It's killing us, man. It is absolutely killing our country. Come on. We are in grave danger. Hey, right Mad now. Max, come on. You know it's spelled D O double G. What are you talking about? Oh, and then, <laughs> then we have the proliferation of drugs in our country. Hey, and but we complain, and hey, it's ridiculous. Hey, Mad Max, do you have a link or anything about that uh, that guy not being charged? Uh, I could probably find it. Yeah. You, you, do you ever hear of uh, something? Yeah, you, got, you ever heard of Google? <laughs> you son of a gun. You know he's a smart Alec. He really is a smart Alec. All right, thanks so much. Check it out, boys. Hey, great show. You guys are doing great today. Take thanks, it man, easy, man. Mac. Appreciate it. Let's go to Jim from South Elgin. Jim, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey, guys. Good show. Thank you. Anyways, I called before about the dress code for the Senate. But, oh, my God. Uh, I got I got that article sitting right here, too. Well, anyways, uh, next week, since we're talking about all those things with the migrants, I want to do a segment or two uh, dealing with the issues with uh, New Mexico and what's going on down there. Can you talk about the, uh, the problems with the police? Yeah. They have completely gotten rid of qualified immunity for the police. So I've got a gentleman there that's got a long uh, history with uh, law enforcement things. He'd be great to have on. Okay. And uh, we had him on P-Ray show. Okay. And also, you know, with all this violence and things in some of these cities, you might recall when the hurricane came through uh, Florida, DeSantis said, you loot, we shoot. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing happened there. Yeah, the sheriff so, said it too. That's right. So this is why people have to be strong and understand if you do bad things, other bad things, other people, bad things will happen to you. Yeah. Jim, Jim, they've, they've made us so afraid to say things like I, I had some people um, push back against me, given the Thomas Jefferson quote, the tree of Liberty. And they've made us so afraid to speak true, to speak freely. Um, I still believe in freedom and liberty, and I still think America is the beacon of that. I still think America Absolutely. leads in that. And guess what? The one guy called back and said, well, guess what? You don't worry. That's stupid talk because the FBI. So what? Dude, this is still America. I, I'm not I'm not calling. That is the last line of defense. I'm not calling for people to get out there, pick up your pickaxes and your, your, your rifles and go after the government. No, I don't want the attack on America like that. That's 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 not what I want. But it should be an option. That should be an option. It is an option. And and we as Americans, we cannot be afraid 
to talk like that. Well, that's they're trying to defeat us, and that's not we're not going to let it happen. That's right. Well, thanks so much. Um, give me a call about that next week. All right. We'll do that. Thanks. All right. Man. Sounds good. Let's go to Mark. Mark, man on the street. What's up, brother? Hey, it's Mark Weirmuller, man on the street. Great show today. Quick uh, report from me about the migrant crisis. <laughs> Last Thursday, I was at Hamlin Park in Chicago. They gave out a thousand. They're calling them city key ID cards to migrants. So you get an ID card. I don't know if they're going to be able to vote for it. They'll be able to get other benefits from the city. So they're going to have IDs. They'll be documented. Second thing, I was at the 19th and 20th police station today. There's over 100 people sleeping on the floor there. There's one bathroom, no showers. You know, this is not the way to do it. Lastly, they're going to house 500 migrants at the former Marine base at 3000 oh, yeah. West Foster. Yeah. And it's it's right there on the river. It's actually on a bike path. Yeah, I know where it's at. Sort of the CTA bus barn. And this is just a mess. I have I, I don't know the solutions, but I just wanted to give you. I also have an article about the ID cards in Illinois Review. So I just wanted to give you my report from Man on the Street, Mark Wiremuller, where we're watching it here in Chicago. By the way, the Cubs won today. Yeah, are you going to Freedom Summit? Oh, of course. I will be there to see you, and I'm looking forward to it. I'll probably stay there both nights. So is uh, Jim from South Elgin. It's going to be great. All right. Thanks so much, Mark. Thanks for for giving us a call. All right. Phil from Blue Island. What's up, brother? Oh, uh, <laughs> this show has been <laughs> this has been really, really something. Um, that, 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 that last guest you had talking about... Um, um, well, let me put, put it like Zach Smith. This. Zach Smith. Okay. I was talking about Kim Fox. Zach Smith. Right? Yes. So, am, 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 am I um, am I wrong by 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 what I'm hearing? So, are you basically comparing her to maybe a J. Edgar Hoover, uh, John Birch? Who who compared her to that? Rodney King. No one, I feel no one here compared compared her to any of those people. No, that's that's my point. No, she she hasn't that's done a good point. job. That's just truthfully. Look look at look at look at the look at the amount of people who've been released, let go, and gone back out into society, and either were on home monitoring, shot and killed people, and robbed people. Okay, um, that's just, on her. Just just to think about the people that the John Burge and the. J. Edgar Hoover. J. Edgar Hoover and the FBI literally had a part in killing well, Dr. King. They weren't right so, either. <laughs> so, so there's that's no argument point. there. So, uh, again, my point is that actually every time a black person gets in a position of power, now you get scared. And now you're going to bring uh, 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 all these accusations, all these different things. Everything was so horrible under Kim Fox, but it was also very, very horrible under these other and I agree with you. Like, especially when you get to the, the Central Park Five, yeah, where where you had a, 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 a former president taking out a full page ad wanting these guys. Okay, to be because because okay, time out for Phil. Phil, let's let's not do revisionist history in there. Almost everybody in the city of New York wanted those kids to to be arrested. That be and even Donald Trump. So um, they they were accused of it. They they didn't have anybody else. Remember, DNA is not as as it was then as it as it is today. So let's not do the revisionist history. And I, and I think that's. Well, I'm not doing it. I'm I'm just saying it in this this vein is that they knew that these boys were not guilty. They didn't know nothing. But they railroaded. 
they railroaded them into prison. Okay. They know they didn't have enough evidence. They know, you know, um, uh, and so what I'm saying is that, that blacks have also always had to face this so-called justice system, where there's no justice for, for, for black people. Okay. And so once black people get in position of power, and then we always got to, you know, defend against. Okay. Can, know, I, can, 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 can I, okay, okay. Wait, wait, time out. Okay. Since you said that, right. Do you know who Daniel Cameron is? Do you know who Dan- Daniel Cameron is? He's the current attorney. He's the current. He's the current attorney general for Kentucky. Why hasn't he taken that position? He's now running for the governor for the for the state of Kentucky. So it's not all black. It's people who who are who have this vindictiveness when they win office and they're going to take it out on people. Now that is true. It happens. But you get a guy like Daniel Cameron. Why hasn't he done that as attorney general for Kentucky? He has all the power. Down there in Kentucky, why hasn't he done that? See, this is what I'm. This is what I'm, what, what. I'm not sure what case you're talking about. I'm just period. He has the power to do it. Why hasn't he? Because you know why? He believes in justice. These people that are that are that are running these these offices now today, they don't believe in true justice. Justice should be blind. Justice should not care about skin color or or, or financial situations. You know, justice should be well, blind. Right, the, it should be. It should be. It should be all about the facts of the case, not. Somebody because somebody's what? black and somebody's white. That's the problem. And that's the problem with a Kim Fox. I'm trying to think of the young lady that was killed by the police in I think it was Lexington. Kentucky. Oh, you're talking about I know and, uh Valon, what's her name? The t- t- Taylor. Brianna Brianna Taylor. Brianna Brianna. Yeah. And is this, is this the same guy that that, that that did not charge these police? Who? No, I, he did charge one of them. Wasn't one of them? Charge, yeah, one of them is a but one, no, one is of going them was charged in the county as for the state's attorney. The state's attorney charged him, not him. They tried to get him this to guy, charge. They tried to get him to go after them. And he said no. They've they've already been right. taken care of. So that's what. Oh, that's how justice should be served. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's right. justice. Right. You Phil. I'm laughing yeah, you're laughing because you know I'm right and you're wrong. That's why. Wrong. Right, Phil, we got to go to break. I'm sorry. Thanks so much for calling to the Sean Thompson show. Um. Yeah, so I'm sorry. Justice should be blind. It shouldn't look to see, you know, somebody's who's rich, who's poor, what zip code you live in, what skin color you are, what background you, who you're from. Look at Ju- Juicy, Ju- uh, Juicy Smollett. Yeah, I mean, listen, he took advantage of the uh, uh, of the justice system because of his connections. That's not right either. Don't miss me with that. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I feel good. Oh, gosh. I think you can add that to anything, man. <laughs> Welcome back to the Shot Thompson Show. You just lost me. You broke me up right there. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean. Troublemaker. Troublemaker, you got something you want to do. I got something I want to do. So, Tom, Frank, Dominic, don't go anywhere. I got to get this out of my system. I got to play for you one of the number one troublemakers in this country. This woman's an idiot, and she's no looker. Not by a long shot. I say to those that say wokeness, 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 we're anti-woke. This is not wokeness, what we talked about in here. 
And you should be on the side of folks who are woke because we're saying no more oppression against our community. So whatever else is being thrown around, unless you are saying I'm racist, white supremacist, and I'm bigoted, stop talking about wokeness. And you can't tell me that I'm wrong because I'm from the very movement where this came about. Don't let a fascist tell you what being woke means. Republican colleagues were as concerned about black and brown communities on the front lines of our climate crisis as they are about an appliance. Republicans are consistently against regulations that maintain workplace safety standards, enact gun control to keep our children safe in schools, and allow access to reproductive care. These standards are not a ban on gas stoves, but a way to move the nation forward and reduce health and climate risks to people and our planet while giving consumers more information and more options. My Republican colleagues have unironically invited for-profit think tank and oil titans whose expertise is in maximizing profits especially at the expense of our black, our brown, and our indigenous neighbors' health, safety, and well-being. Okay. Did you? No, that's not all. Did you understand anything that she said? And what I have to say to her, when I look at her, I say, ugh, ugh. Pete, play me some KJP. Play play me some KJP. Oh, my God. Thank you, Kareem. Uh, House Oversight says they've got bank records showing a Chinese energy company paying three Biden family members through a third party. What were they paid for? Look, I'm, I'm just not going to respond to that from Ooh, here. That's all I need. That's all I need. Ooh, sexual chocolate. Mm, mm, mm. Now I'm back, baby. Let me play you some more Cory Bush. One of these so-called energy experts is a philosopher who has previously espoused white supremacist views. For instance, in his 2000 college newspaper, he wrote, quote, the African and American Studies Department has 23 classes. In many of these classes, African culture is presented. Mr. Chairman, not as I demand inferior. the gentlelady's words be taken down. She just called the witness a white supremacist. Wow. She, no, I referred to the words, not to the person, not to him. The words. I would like a parliamentary no, I did not. and to have a no, woman's words taken down. Uh, Ranking Member Bush. As I was saying, the African and African American Studies Department, this is the quote, has 23 classes. In many of these classes, African culture is presented not as inferior to Western culture, but as on equal footing with it. In other departments, the same is done with Latin American, Indian, and American Indian culture, end quote. When confronted about these views over two decades later, rather than disavow them, he doubled down on this narrative saying, quote, it has nothing to do with skin color. I was arguing that those cultures overall are inferior to Western culture. This woman makes my stomach and my butt hurt. Wow. She's an idiot. That's all I really have to say. But I got to play one more. Got one more for you. We are not inferior to any culture. Speaking as a descendant wait, wait, of wait, one wait, of wait, those wait, cultures. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, let me hit it. Let me hit it. Pause that. She said that we're not inferior, but it's but it's okay for the other races to be inferior to her and people like her and Phil from Blue Island. Uh-huh. You, you don't see the hypocrisy in oh, that? I, they, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> 
Republicans invited to discuss issues of energy security. He came here to promote fossil fuels, which we know are disproportionately harming and killing black and brown people. Wrong. Last week, I joined Ranking Member Raskin and all of my Democratic oversight colleagues in calling on oversight Republicans to denounce white nationalism and denounce white supremacy in all its forms. Not one single Republican joined us. So I ask again to. Okay, why should they? <laughs> right. Why, why would they? you join someone if talking like racist, that? racist, if they don't feel like. Why? Because what? 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 Because of in instances that you've had. With racist people, and I've had tons of them. I've had tons of them with with, with racist white Democrats, mm-hmm. for the most part. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Day, will my Republican colleagues condemn white supremacy and work with us to ensure this committee engages in advancing good and reducing harm rather than perpetuating it? That is respect. Our committee needs to be focused on actions that will help people and prevent financial hurt. And pain. Whether we deploy the SPR or we don't, the instability of our energy system will continue if we are reliant on oil. Our committees need safe, reliable, renewable energy and more investments in public transit. Thank you. And I yield back. Yep. Thank you for yielding back. Now, now how do you mix race and environmental subjects together. I don't know how they do it's it. Environmental racism. It's, it's, you, yeah, there you go. You you keep you keep saying it. You believe it one day. But listen, there's nothing we can do about the about the solar system environment. Whatever these people are talking about, you're not Mother Nature. You can't control what's happening. This planet has been hotter. It's been colder. Mother Nature will work it out. The Earth heals itself. It always have. It's been around for four billion years. No, no amount of money you're going to throw at it will control a hurricane, a tornado, a big well, China, flood. China is controlling rather though. Controlling how? <laughs> That's what they said. They got the ability. You know what? These people control. are stupid. <laughs> That's what they. I'm in the twilight zone, man. <laughs> I'm in the twilight zone, and it's because. And but I blame the people for voting this idiot in just because she's black. That's the her district must be. Predominantly well, you black. Remember, you know what she, she from she's from? She's from St. Louis. Remember? And they're voting her in just because she's black. So I blame the people. I just do. Yeah. With that, we'll be right back. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Hi, my name is Jack Maxwell, and I'm the host of a new show called American Homecoming. You see, when our veterans come home from the battlefield, They often face new challenges. For a disabled vet, that could mean accessibility, mobility, which makes it pretty difficult to get around the house. Oh, that's where we come in. With our team of experts and partners, we renovate the house. We put in ramps and hardwood floors. We widen doorways. We make bathrooms larger and more accessible. We bring in new furniture and appliances, fresh paint, and custom woodwork. What better way, after all, for all of us to say thank you to all of them? And each one has a unique and fascinating story they're willing to share with us and the audience as we get to know them as people, real human beings, not just soldiers. You see, we think it's an honorable mission to try and give some freedom back to our brave men and women who lost a part of theirs defending ours. What has happened to my house? Together, we can give them the American homecoming they deserve. Wow. 
Joining us to discuss the American Homecoming uh, show that's going to be airing soon is charismatic host Jack Maxwell. He's a, from Booze Traveler and The Trip. Jack, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. <laughs> I tell charismatic, you. Charismatic, huh? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> The, the the kind words. I don't know about that, but I appreciate it. Just <laughs> well, when I, when I saw the email, I immediately said um, yes because um, if you know anything about me, um, as it relates to our, our anybody that served this country, my father served in World War II. Uh, anybody that serves in this country, I want to make sure that message gets out. I want to, that message to ring loud and be and and, and allowed to spread as far as as the points uh, which never meet. So. I wanted to have you on. Talk to us about well, what sets this show apart from the fixer uppers. Uh, what was the, there was a one guy they used to do this a lot where they they, they went in and did um, uh, fixed up homes for veterans. Um, what sets you guys what you're doing apart from those type of shows? Yeah, you know I haven't seen a lot of those. Although there are plenty of fixer upper shows, I'm not sure which one just uh, speaking of. Specifically, Pennington. But I think Ty Pennington right. used to do a lot of the veterans. Um, I think his name oh, was Ty. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. I, I haven't seen any of those. And I'm not saying this is the most original idea in the world, but the guy who created it, Tracy Trost, got his inspiration from Gary Sinise and Joe Montaigne, who are wonderful supporters of our, of our military. And uh, he thought, why not find vets who come home injured, uh, disabled, in a wheelchair, however you want to put it. And when they come back and the house is no longer served them, I mean, just think what mm-hmm. it might be like to be in a wheelchair for a day yeah. or a week, never mind the rest of your life. How, how soul-crushing that can be mentally, not to mention physically exhausting. And I think that we should give back to them if we can. So Tracy created this show. He asked me to host it since I have hosting experience as soon as he asked me to be involved and I heard the the concept I said I'm in because I'm a huge supporter of our military veterans I really support the troops and that's just a wonderful thing you can bring people together from all over uh, because to be pro-military to support our troops it does it doesn't really take take much of a person to do that in other words I think that we all should run into very few people who don't yeah. So we have corporate partners like DAV and home reno places and equipment stores and things like that. And then we're looking to get this made into a series, John, Yeah, uh, for, with a network partner or a streamer or a cable. Uh, you know what? I love it. And I'm going to tell you what sets you guys apart. You guys, to your point, you are the first to actually specifically focus on uh, wounded um, veterans. Um, these these were like one-offs. They'll bring in veterans uh, to 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 focus just all on veterans, um, that is man. I got, I'm getting chills because um, I I really when it comes to the, the 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 men and women, they should always be taken care of. I don't care what always. it is. America should always take care of the people who allow me to sit up here on radio free and 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 and, and free with with total freedom and liberty. Uh, we have to take um, care of them. Uh, so w- have have you guys picked up a network? Are you looking for a network? Will this be streaming on, on any of the streaming platforms? Well, yes, we are looking for a, a partner in the network space or streamer or cable right now. It's just independent production. Uh, it can be found at AmericanHomecoming.tv. 
not only can you watch it, you can sign up to be a delegate, which simply means you'll spread the word because so many people have come to us with passion. You know, their blood rushing through their veins saying, we also agree with you. We, we love our troops and we want to support them. What can we do? So if you go to that website, AmericanHomecoming.tv, you can check it out and do more if you'd like, or you can just watch the show and help spread the word. I think this is a great cause that you're doing. I want to ask you, I want to piggyback off of what John said. How is this being received? Because uh, you're dealing with a lot of people that suffer from PTSD and like, uh, like John said, wounded, wounded warriors. How is it being received? Is it like a weight off the family's shoulders, the thing that you're doing right now? Well, our, our particular vet is a Navy man. And unlike somewhere in the theater of war, when they come back uh, injured, he actually got his affliction while serving stateside. He was in the Navy in Oklahoma. We shot this at his home in Dell City, Oklahoma. And he developed a rare disease, a cancer, that crushed his spine and put him in a wheelchair. So, you know, when we went to them and the family, they were so grateful, so thankful, because... He was not forgotten that we, we said, we honor your service and we want to take care of you when you come home, when so many of them are not, not that they're discarded or anything like that, although that happens sometimes, but we say, we want to give you something back. Mm. It's not too much an ask to say, we want to just do something for you. Not only make the, the house livable, as I say on the show, we want to make the house into a home yeah. once again so they can feel comfortable, so they can get around. We tear out carpeting and put in hardwood floors so they can roll more easily. We widen doorways yeah. and give them remote control so they can go in and out because it's all about independence. And when you lose your independence like that and you're stuck in a chair, it's sometimes embarrassing most of the time certainly exhausting and frustrating that they have to be carried across the threshold or put on a toilet seat. We fix all of that because we owe them. Yeah. Well, Jack, I just went and signed up as a delegate. Uh, anybody that's listening to the sound of my voice, go to it. it it's a American homecoming TV. Is that the website they go to? Uh, that is correct. Wait, let me go back. I'm here. Uh, American homecoming TV. Um, go and sign up. I just signed up as a delegate. Valon, I'm going to get everybody in Thank here you. in studio, Thank everybody you. that's listening. Sign up because I, I really can't wait um, to see uh, this. Now, does it is, is there a cost to watch the episodes or is it just streaming free? It's streaming free. We want to just start a conversation, get the dialogue go, going. It's not about making money. It's not even about having a television show. It just seems that's how you get the most eyeballs on the cause if a network picks it up or again, a streamer or a cable provider, someone gets involved and gets it out there. That's all it is. If we have to stay online yeah. and that's the best way to do it, that's what we'll do. As long as we can have help these veterans who are, are coming home disabled, hurt, injured, yeah. whatever it is, we want to help them the best way we can. And this is how we chose to do it. Yeah. Hey, Jack, can you hold the line? Because uh, I want to talk further about this. Uh, I also, as soon as you were talking, I know some people that are in that industry. I would love to connect connect you with. Um, that would be great. Yeah. That would be fantastic. I'm happy to hold. You're listening to the Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. 
Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. Before the break, we were talking to Jack Maxwell. He's from AmericanHomecoming.tv. Uh, Jack, how, how does one go about, how do you guys go about choosing your warriors? Because if there's somebody that's listening to the show, I mean, do you guys travel across the country? Uh, what's the process in choosing your warriors? Yeah, that's a really good question. We go anywhere to help whoever we can. In this particular instance, uh, this particular vet, Garrett Robitaille, came to us through a referral. Uh, it might have been DAV, who's one of our partners. I'm not sure exactly uh, as the host. I have a particular job, a duty to fulfill, but the producer takes care of all of that. But I know that he puts feelers out to different vets uh, and service organizations asking for people in this particular situation who need our help and that we just answer the call and we'll go anywhere to do that. Where are you based? Well, it, this is a tricky thing because the producer lives in Oklahoma. Uh, his production company is there. I live in Los Angeles. I've been in, in, in L.A. for since the 90s. So we'll all come together. He has cameramen from all over different yeah. places. We just come together. We coalesce and we get the job done. Well, I won't say who, but I have celebrity family members who are actually directors and producers in, in L.A. where you're at. I won't say who right now because I don't want to <laughs> send them on. <laughs> but I'll, I'll 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 get your number, your contact information offline. Absolutely, I know a couple of other um uh, a lot a ton of um, influencers that I also want to connect you with, and this because oh, this thank is you right so much. This is right up their alley. I also want to say one more thing. I want you to come on my show um tomorrow if, if you can. I, my show is from four to seven on Saturdays. My show is on four to seven from on Saturdays. Can we do that? Absolutely. Okay. Be happy to. Jack Maxwell from AmericanHomecoming.tv. Thanks so much for joining the Sean Thompson Show. I appreciate it, and we'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? Thanks for having me. All right, no problem. Thank you. Really quickly, Dennis, we got 30 seconds. What's up? Hey, uh, John Verlon, I'm looking forward to coming on the show tomorrow Okay. to talk about the Safety Act and look at it from a practitioner's perspective and as a, and from a uh prosecutor's perspective. So right. I'm looking forward to if you will allow thank me to you. come on tomorrow. All right. Thank you so much, Dennis. Uh, K-, K Street, thank you. <laughs> Pistol <laughs> Pete, thank you, Valon, thank you. Guys, I'll see you tomorrow and then next Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.